Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, listeners. Welcome to the Rice Series by Melting Pot in collaboration with India's largest urban network of public-private partnership schools, Akanksha. With 30 years of serving over 9,800 students from low-income communities, Akanksha now runs 21 government schools in Pune and in Mumbai. With a focus on quality education and holistic development, Akanksha is not only expanding its school network, but it is also reaching out widely and influencing changes in the educational space. We at Melting Pot are privileged to share Kanksha's impact on various levels of the education ecosystem through our RISE series. And we're happy to share with you some such resilient, independent, strong and educated women from Akanksha. I'd like to thank the founder Shaheen Mistry and the leadership team of Akanksha to come on board for RISE, presenting Season 6 of Melting Pot. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm in conversation with Sejal Desai. Sejal is Executive Director at Akanksha Education Fund, and she's based out of Dallas in the U.S. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sejal, especially with, you know, the whole time difference situation that we're having to deal with. But anyways, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Payal. So, Sejal, before we actually start talking about Akanksha and, you know, how you got involved with Akanksha and all of that, just a little background to you, your personal journey until you got to the point of becoming a part of Akanksha. Yeah, no, happy to provide that. So I was um, born in Mumbai and uh, about five months old when I moved to Chicago. And the first eight years of my life was spent with some back and forth between India and the US with stints in Surat and Springfield until we finally settled in Mumbai, you know, a place which I passionately now call home alongside Dallas, where I live now. I'm an only child and my parents raised me, you know, to be fairly independent. I love to dance. All I ever wanted to be when I was young was a dancer. And somewhere inside of me, that is still, you know, a tucked away kind of bucket list thing. But I trained in ballet while I was in the US in Bharatanatyam, uh, which is a classical Indian dance form, while I was in India. Um, you know, I performed my Arangetram, which is an important debut recital and you know, a very, you know, a crucial sort of milestone in a dancer's life uh, when I was about 19 and also performed at various different festivals. And honestly, you know, I really thought that is the route I was going to take because I wanted to pursue a master's and uh, later a PhD in performing arts. 
But my life took me down a very different and kind of a more practical career path, if you will, which I also loved to sort of learn, you know, to, to pour my heart into, if you will. So I, I trained to be a, I'm a chartered accountant, um, as well as an MBA by training. And my work ended up involving, you know, accounting, audit, tax, cross-border M&A, entrepreneurship and venture capital. So a far cry from, you know, being a dancer, if you will, before I fully committed, you know, to the world of nonprofit about a decade ago. And so, you know, so that was kind of my my journey. (laughs) Okay. So is that when uh, Seva Yatra happened? That's about the time when Seva Yatra happened. Yes. Yes. So about a decade ago is sort of when I plunged into, you know, into Seva Yatra. And there's a a slight backstory associated to that as well. But we'd love to hear that. (laughs) We'd love to hear the backstory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, so I'll, I'll kind of, you know, go a little bit further back to, to kind of get to Sevayatra as well. So while I lived in Mumbai, you know, I remember as a young girl, uh, you know, receiving these long blue forms from school um, and they were from the National Association of the Blind. Um, and we were to collect donations from friends and family and neighbors. And I remember going, you know, up and down um, my seventh floor building, enthusiastically sort of ringing on doorbells and, and making a pitch to collect, you know, two rupees or five rupees or if I was lucky 10 or 20 rupees and it was just that's very exciting fundraising <laughs> I guess that's that exactly <laughs> exactly you, you you got it just right yes that's when I I had no idea but uh, but I realized that you know that those were the seeds for for what might end up future you know in the future being kind of a fundraising career but uh, but it was very exciting for me, you know, when kind of an auntie or an uncle would make a donation and I could fill up the form. Right. And and what I did realize, you know, now looking back is that it did give me immense joy. And so, you know, so besides that, as a student, I was involved with Hunger Project. And then, you know, over time, whether in the U.S. or in India, I would find ways to volunteer my time with um, NGOs or nonprofits. And um, I kind of created a you know, parallel path for my myself, you know, so my career on one side and then volunteering uh, with nonprofits. But about a decade ago, when I was turning 40, I like to think it was a midlife crisis gone well. Um, you know, I decided to, to, you know, sort of make a full time commitment to the nonprofit sector. And, and therein kind of began my journey, you know, to being sort of a catalyst, um, you know, connecting people and companies with nonprofits, both here as well as in India, and to encourage volunteerism, giving and leadership in the space. And, and the Seva Yatra story kind of comes about with, you know, the fact that my kids were younger, you know, back then, I now have a 19 and 15 year old, but, uh, but they were, you know, this is I'm talking about 10 years earlier. And I wanted them to really know India, you know, not as an NRI, you know, or a tourist, right, but more intimately. And I wanted them to see India, right, all of India, and appreciate it and respect it, right. And a good part of that, honestly, was understanding and empathizing with all Indians. And even though I was, one thing I noticed was, even though I was fairly connected to the nonprofit community, it was hard sometimes to organize visits to nonprofits as clearly they were, you know, resource constrained, right? Um, you know, short staffed, you know, and all of that. And so when we visited, you know, we ended up being, you know, it would take a lot of back and forth, of course, but but then we ended up becoming kind of NGO tourists, which I didn't like either, right? I wanted to make sure the experience was meaningful for nonprofits and, you know, their beneficiaries as well as our family. And um, and so that's when the idea for Seva Yatra came about, right? And uh, Seva Yatra means a journey of service, and we created meaningful journeys of service for families, universities, and businesses. And um, and then over the next few years, we were, you know, we brought various universities and companies to 
to create short-term or semester-long programs for them, you know, focused on a specific social issue. And, and then I started to do a little bit of that work in Dallas, which kind of led me to do a long stint at the Communities Foundation of Texas, where I ended up leading an initiative focusing on encouraging businesses to be good corporate citizens. So, um, yeah. So anyway, that was the slightly long uh, answer to your question. <laughs> No, so that was your transition, basically. And then, yes. so then how did the Akanksha Education Fund come about? Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's funny how life turns out. But, um, you know, coming from Mumbai, um, I was very familiar with Akanksha's work. But I had no idea, honestly, that they had a U.S. presence, right? Because largely Akanksha funds, you know, the Akanksha Education Funds, Fred's have been in the Northeast, you know, in the New York, New Jersey area, and I'm based in Dallas. So, but this past December, I was introduced to Ramesh Srinivasan. He is um, Akanksha Education Fund's very passionate board chair. And, you know, they were looking for an executive director based in New York. Um, I was in Texas, so I thought I was just going to, you know, have a conversation, maybe make a referral or two, um, and that would be the end of that. But our conversation, our first conversation went really well. We connected on, you know, on values, on, uh, you know, kind of our thinking around education. And also, you know, the opportunity uh, sounded really exciting. So, you know, we, we continued to talk. Um, I went through the search process, which was fairly rigorous, and, but it also gave me, you know, an insight into Akanksha and, uh, and its work. And, uh, and here I am, I guess, four months uh, into my, my new job and, uh, and loving the people and the work. Yeah. yeah, it's a great family. So what, what exactly does your job entail? So um, as Akanksha Education Fund's um, executive director right in the U.S., you know, my job includes, you know, developing strategic vision for the organization, um, you know, working alongside our board, fundraising, um, of course, you know, leading an incredible team. Uh, you know, we're a small but mighty team here in the U.S., but also working very collaboratively with the team in India. You know, we develop educational partnerships here in the U.S., research opportunities. And, and honestly, you know, a lot of our work is also about creating awareness about Akanksha's um, incredible work in India. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. And uh, and also I was, you know, brought into Akanksha, you know, again, like I mentioned, right, you know, the base currently has been in New York and New Jersey and I'm in Texas. And and, um, and part of the thinking for the board was, you know, that it's time to take Akanksha national. Uh, you know, we've been a wonderfully well-kept secret at the Northeast. Um, but uh, with me being in Texas and us bringing on some board members in California, you know, we now have the opportunity to sort of, you know, to, share. Yeah, yeah. And to, to kind of spread your wings, so to speak. Yeah. And I mean, and the US is so large that if you're mm -hmm. able to cover, you know, the entire expanse, I think that that's quite challenging. But at the same time, I think it's, it's possible to do so. How do you kind of because Akanksha is a nonprofit in India? Mm -hmm. So how do you create the awareness? Because now you've just mentioned that you kind of you know, you're trying to expand the, what would be the right word to use to get the presence and awareness. awareness. Presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How are you managing to do that? Yeah, no, a great question. Um, you know, and I would I would say, you know, this is just like any business trying to, you know, create awareness or, or build, you know, relationships or partnerships, right? One thing that, uh, you know, works all, you know, very well, of course, is sort of word of mouth, you know, connections, right? So people that that know about Akanksha, deeply vested in Akanksha, you know, trying to sort of connect to their networks, um, you know, across the country, you know, within their own ge geography, but across the country, um, leveraging personal and professional networks, right, of our board, um, 
you know, of our staff, of our donors. Social media, uh, you know, is, uh, is an important strategy both, you know, face, well, everything from Facebook um, and Instagram, but more importantly, also LinkedIn, um, you know, uh, it's a good way to sort of start to, you know, get the messaging across, you know, partnerships are also very critical, you know, in this, in this case. And then obviously, you know, as we create presences in different locations, right, as I mentioned, in California, we brought on two board members, we're looking at bringing on more board members, um, you know, in Texas, but also within these geographies, you know, building kind of an anchor donor base, um, you know, setting up a young professional, you know, network. Network. We have a robust one in the New York, New Jersey area, but you know how do we take that to different locations? You know, building out corporate partnerships, etc. Right? Uh, you know, these are different ways in which we will slowly but steadily, you know, build build our awareness. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and like you mentioned, that I think slowly uh, but steadily is the right way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure you know over the next few months uh, there will be you will be able to to see it. So. What, you know, I've been talking to a number of students and, and teachers as well back mm-hmm. in India, because I am doing this podcast series, specially curated for uh, Akanksha, as you're probably mm-hmm. aware. One focus is the women leadership, mm-hmm. which seems to be a very, very strong part of this entire Akanksha conversation that I'm currently mm-hmm. engaged in. And mm-hmm. so how do you think this impacts the education? Because we all know that, you know, Akanksha really focuses on education and mm-hmm. uh, like, 21 or 28 schools, right? That Akanksha has kind of taken 20, over. 27 now, yes. 27, uh-huh. 27 schools that Akanksha has taken over. So it would be interesting from your perspective to see how, you know, the women who are board members or who are in the leadership team, how they impact this and what kind of a change from their perspective is something that is visible and tangible Mm -hmm. you know great great question and um uh, you know as you were as you were asking me you know this I was kind of thinking about you know from my early conversations with Akanksha right and then also actually just knowing Akanksha coming from Mumbai right our founder Shaheen Misri you know a phenomenal you know woman um and a leader in the education space right you know she's worked tirelessly um you know for 30 years right um you know with this fundamental belief that, you know, there is an opportunity um, to, to sort of change, right, and reimagine um, the future for, you know, kids from low-income communities, right, From and, and she was a college student when she got this going, right, so I think, you know, female leadership, you know, um, back, you know, way from, you know, our early roots, right, has been, um, you know, very critical and strong, and then over time, you know, uh, obviously, you know, continuing to have women in our senior leadership, but also across the board, right, I think the other thing that is also critical is within Akanksha schools, we try to maintain that 50-50 girl-boy ratio, right? You know, as we're bringing, you know, students in and um, and as you know, right, the challenges for girls, right, are far more significant than for, you know, our, our boy students, um, you know, coming to school, etc. And so having, you know, female role models is so critical, right, out in the community. Many of our social workers are women as well. You know, they're the ones developing, you know, relationships with parents and 
and with communities and and you know what I do believe you're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me Pyle on this very unique and special podcast series melting pot is that women as women right we bring certain skills um, you know and and two of those two elements that always you know stick out to me a little bit more are you know our nurturing nature as well as um, ability to empathize right and i think those two you know those two qualities you know beyond being you know incredible women leaders uh, you know kind of provides a balance right and provides us a different perspective you know um, th- that we can bring to the fore and i think that tends to be you know really important um, you know right now for example even in the us we have 11 of our student alumni that are studying in the us right and many of them are girls and uh, and for them to have the experience of you know seeing women leaders here mm-hmm. guiding them and and showing them the way you know really you know is is inspiring right as well and so yeah. i i i think that's where you know seeing strong women um, both you know in the us as well as in india on the board through the staff through our volunteer pool you know i think is is critical you know for any organization but we have some incredible men as well uh, you know within akanksha <laughs> really- uh, our ceo saurabh is yeah, is a phenomenal done. guy <laughs> you're going to interview him he's the only male that is going to be a part of my series so there you go yeah i'm, I'm quite yeah. interested to also hear his perspective but yeah no no i completely understand and you mentioned you know that i didn't know that there were 11 alumni who were actually studying i think i thought there were just like two or three but yeah. for them to be then inspirational you know for the current lot of students and especially the girls i think is it's absolutely critical and at the same time pretty they must be in awe you know and the fact that they they, they probably think that if they can do it meaning these girls who are and you said mm-hmm. many of them are girls then you know for the younger lot there is hope and that also brings about change i guess completely right because you know when when they see one from their own community right you know because then you can you can see the future right it's always easier to relate to somebody from your own you know community that has you know either and, and again you know coming to the US is not you know doesn't define success necessarily we also have a lot of incredibly you know kind of high performing you know kids in india as well that are going to you know ashoka university or we actually had our first student go to iit and many others and you know and, and or you know young that are finding you know very different careers than what they might have you know expected their life to be and i think taking inspiration from other you know girls that have gone before them right is um, is very critical and and one thing i've noticed is that you know there is that because we have an active alumni network you know within well in india as well as here um, you know there is a lot of that kind of give and take that happens right uh, through our programming as well so um, yes i mean the ones that i've spoken with they all seem to want to give back and are giving back So, absolutely yeah. and another thing i will mention pile though there is that you know not just for women but i think having women leaders is also 
you know, quite important for the boys, right? Because, you know, again, it sort of changes their worldview, right? About how, you know, women's role in society, right? And, and you know, how to treat women, how to respect women, right? At a very different level. In fact, you know, just last week, you know, we were fortunate to have one of, uh, you know, one of our Kangsha alumni, um, this young, very gregarious young man called Salman Sayed, um, you know, he came over and spent some time here in Dallas. And, you know, while we had some incredible conversations about, you know, his grit and determination and Akanksha's support, um, you know, something that that stayed with me was, you know, he showed me a picture of three women, um, you know, in his life kind of all, you know, right by each other. One was his mother. The other was, um, you know, an Akanksha uh, staff member. She continues to be an Akanksha staff member, but she was the one who found him on the street, you know, and uh, and encouraged him and, you know, continued to support him uh, throughout this journey. And, and, you know, he went from, you know, being, you know, a kid on the street who used to, you know, again, make a living, used to sell books on at traffic lights to now doing his MBA, you know, and in a university in, in the US, but he attributes it to three women, right? His mother who gave birth to him, to Caroline and Akanksha, you know, um, staff person. And then, you know, Beth, um, a woman in uh, Utah, who, you know, he met in India and encouraged him to, you know, to come and study further in the US and is, uh, is his social host mother right now. And so, so I feel like for boys, the women leaders are equally important to yeah. see as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely understand, you know, because like you said, the communities that they come from, the women have a certain place. And for them to actually get this opportunity to see that, to look at it differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think is is very, very interesting and and encouraging as well. Mm-hmm. And again, a sense of change, right? Absolutely. Just their thinking. That, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So just, I just wanted to ask you, how do you, because obviously, you know, now we've had COVID, we, the pandemic continues, unfortunately. So how do you continue to keep going with these external relationships? You know, you've got personal donors, mm-hmm. but you also have corporates right that support Akanksha and support the fact that sort of understand the fact that education plays such an important role and how to continue to give that encouragement but obviously there has to be financial backing as well and support Mm -hmm. right so how challenging in these times is it for you to actually continue to get their support Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, very good question. Um, obviously, you know, everybody, right, has um, been thrown into this, um, you know, sort of crisis, you know, mode, right, whether, no matter who you are, right, you, you have been, but, you know, obviously, for, you know, low income communities, or, or, you know, poorer segments of society, this is hit significantly harder right so you know I, I mean in a way it is you know now more than ever right you know the need is is so much higher and I think that clearly resonates right with our donor community and and in a way you know what you see is you see generosity go up right people you know are, are able to to visualize and personally you know everybody sort of experienced the impacts um, in the impact of the pandemic um, and so you know to that end the conversation is the same but uh, you know um, in terms of our need but but uh, but the need is higher right and so you know th- that conversation sort of resonates you know much more with our donors you know one thing with with education of course you know in Akanksha schools also as you as you know you know talking to a lot of our uh, 
colleagues, um, you know, is that we provide, you know, a holistic education, right? We go way beyond academics, uh, you know, art, extracurricular activities are very important. You know, we're engaged with parents, social emotional learning is woven into the fabric of our learning. And, and ultimately, right, it's, um, it's really about not just getting our kids to pass their 10th grade exams, but instead, you know, we're hoping to ignite um, the potential within every child, right, um, to be good citizens. And, 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 you know, that story, right, remains the same, that that determination continues. And, you know, right now, yes, you know, our schools are physically not open, but uh, but learning is continuing, right, in the virtual setting. It's challenging, no doubt, but, uh, you know, we're trying to get tablets for, uh, you know, our students. Last year, we we provided tablets to, you know, all our seventh, you know, grade on, up, you know, and upwards this year. We're focusing on getting tablets to every child between third and sixth grade. Because again, you know, for many of these kids, uh, you know, they're not uh, in an environment where, you know, you, you can take Wi-Fi for, you know, you don't have, you know, these, their homes don't have Wi-Fi. They, they do not have access to, you know, um, laptops and, and iPads and, you know, and many of them were studying off of their parents, you know, phone when they had access to it. So, you know, I think the need, you know, again, like I said, right, is is, is understood and is critical. And so it's, it's about communicating that and we did that in the the US we had a you know building resilience campaign that we kicked off in June and we had a goal you know to raise a half a million and we surpassed it because again we we just have some generous supporters that understand the need. Yeah so so yeah I think that's important and I'm hoping that through the conversations that you know, this series is sort of is is continuing to have, I'm hoping that, you know, everyone across the globe is listening and is sort of sort of steps up, you know, mm-hmm. with their support. So it's so much for talking to me, Sejal. It's it's just been wonderful. I know it's it for me, it's fine. It's like, I don't know, 8.30 p.m. or something. But for you, it's the start of your day. So thank you for accommodating with time. And um, it's been wonderful. And, you know, I'm sure the U.S. with the Akanksha support will get stronger and stronger. And I believe that. And yeah. And if, if there's anything, you know, any last few words that you would like to say or anything that you'd like to share about um, how people can reach out to you know because I do have a lot of listeners in the US as well so Mm -hmm. how people can reach out to you for Akanksha you know please please just do go ahead. Yeah, so and thank you, Payal, um, one for having me on the show, but also for you know um, everything you're doing to um, you know to talk to our colleagues and and learn more about our country and spread awareness. We we sincerely appreciate it. Um, you know, in the U.S., um, yeah. So you know, um, akanksha.org is our um, India website, which I'm sure you know many of my colleagues would have shared. In the U.S., it's um, akanksha.fund.org, and it's you know akanksha, and there's an extra n in the middle that sometimes people you know miss out but akanshafund.org is where you can get information you know to connect with me and my uh, colleagues um, here in the US you know we would be happy to engage especially if you're in the New York New Jersey you know Texas California area but honestly anywhere um, in yeah. the country yeah, I think it uh, doesn't matter right it doesn't matter it absolutely doesn't yeah. matter yeah. so any anywhere in the US um, you know if you're interested in you know supporting us um, you know please do reach out we also have social media channels um, so you can follow us on 
on Facebook, Instagram, as well as LinkedIn. Um, you're also welcome to, you know, to reach out to my personal, you know, LinkedIn, you know, channel as well. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, to connect that way as well. But yeah, no, we, we you know, we are looking to spread, um, you know, Akanksha's great work, you know, and, and create opportunities, you know, for the students to obviously have pathways out of poverty, but more importantly, for individuals, uh, you know, in the US, for example, that or, or anywhere in the world that are looking to, you know, to play a part, right, to play a role in this transformative work, you know, to find that medium, to find that platform as well, right, and, and become an engaged um, supporter or donor with us. So um, look forward to it. Thank you. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Sejal. Thank you. Lovely talking to you. Nice talking to you too. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Bye. For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off. 